Wow, okay, big breaking news day. We're following multiple stories here. Philip Ward Show loaded up, ready to go. Wow, I don't know who I am more frustrated at today. Uh, it seems like every day I'm frustrated with the Democrat Party because they continue to step on and rip up and annihilate the United States Constitution. But Republicans as well, I am becoming increasingly frustrated with them and that anger is probably directed at kevin mccarthy now i'm already not happy with mitch mcconnell senate minority leader now wow thanks a lot mitch fantastic we lost the senate on top of that the house minority leader though kevin mccarthy where was his fight today because i saw fight from many republicans including the woman who doesn't even have committee assignments anymore Marjorie Taylor Greene. And think about what they voted on, the whole QAnon. And this is what I've constantly heard from Republicans and conservatives. And, and that's all throughout. That's elected officials. That's uh, media figures. I continuously hear this. QAnon, I, I don't even, I mean, what QAnon? Why are they trying to connect us to QAnon? I don't even know what that is. I don't even know what that means. I don't, what are they, you know, what are they... And I'm like, okay, if you don't know what QAnon is, then you clearly aren't doing your job. It is my duty to come on this program every night, tell you and inform you of the news of the day, because I know that all of you are busy. You all have busy lives that you have to live. And then you have to you have to work, and then you have to come home from work and get your kids dinner or work on the house, snow blow, it's cold out nowadays, or mow the grass when it's the summertime. I understand that, you know, a different obligation throughout the day. So I, to the best of my ability, try to keep you informed with every single aspect of the news. We do opinion here. It's called the Philip Ward Show for a reason, because it's my opinion. And guess what? You're going to get a conservative viewpoint. I believe in lower taxes and the limited federal government and, and not having the uh, giving so much power to the federal government. I believe that society is made up of individuals. I don't see people in groups like Democrats do. And I, I could go on and on throughout the entire list that we always indicate on this program. But I want to know, though, where is the conservative movement when it comes to totally completely denouncing QAnon but then saying that I don't even know what it is how easy is this and I you know it, well I don't know what it is well you ready this is what you do check this out go to Google all right I'll grab my phone right here and I wanted to make sure I don't have the typing keys on but whatever you get what I'm doing Google search QAnon Okay, as soon as you understand what QAnon is, well, now guess what? Now you can be a part of the conversation. QAnon, and this is from Google. Again, a simple Google search. And I'm wondering, by the way, why don't why doesn't anyone else do this? Why? And th and that's from our side. I mean, Democrats, they don't care what QAnon is. Right wing conspiracy group. That yep, that's enough for them to strip someone of her committee assignments because they don't agree with her. And by the way, the vote today came, and now listen to this, this is in USA Today. Green on the House floor today said she began believing in QAnon at the end 
of 2017. It's now 2021. This is before she even ran for Congress. So now she's being held accountable for something that she believed in four years ago. I thought Jim Jordan's speech on the House floor was fantastic. We've all done things that we want to take back and things that we regret. But now she loses assignments because of something that she said and believed in four years ago. Green said she became very interested in it, but later in 2018 became disillusioned when she started finding misinformation in QAnon posts. Quote, I was allowed to believe things that weren't true, and I would ask questions about them and talk about them. And that is absolutely what I regret, because if it weren't for the Facebook posts and comments that I liked in 2018, I wouldn't be standing here today. And you couldn't point a finger and accuse me of anything wrong. Well, again, this is from four years ago, 2018, three years ago. And this is how the Democrats, there's no, by the way, there's no freedom of speech anymore in this country. Anything you possibly say will be held against you by the media, by the Democrat party. We're now living in a society where you are guilty until proven innocent. Is that the system of justice that we want in this country? It's never been that way before. But now the social media, again, and, and, and think about this. This is all over social media. That's why this is happening. I don't truly believe social media is becoming more and more of a weapon utilized by the left. And how about conservative social media? Can't have that. Well, we have a competitor to Twitter, the Twitter box, as I call it, because I believe it's a box that people go on, they get so invested, they spend hours and hours at a time in that Twitter box. I mean, you see people roaming the streets with cell phones, they eat dinner with cell phones. Uh, what What is the world becoming? We don't even talk to each other anymore. It's all about social media. People will believe things on the Twitter box before they actually do the research for themselves. And that, i.e., is a lot of the Democrat Party. That's what Democrats do. Oh, I saw a Facebook post on it. Oh, I read it on Twitter. Oh, I read it on the Instagram. We don't, and by the way, the media isn't, isn't the tool that can get you to the truth. They are all propaganda. How is what we're seeing now any different from Hitler's Germany? Oh, you, you, you can't say that. Don't worry about Germany. Oh, really? We're not? Because this Democrat Party is full of fascists and tyrants. And they have the media in their back pocket. I, how is this different from communist China? Where we're seeing one, uh, one party has the House. One party has the Senate. One party has the presidency and is up to 47 executive orders now. They have the media. They have the Democrats have full power to do anything and everything that they want to do. And the pushback from Republicans to me is almost non-existent. There's a select few. Marjorie Taylor Greene is one of them. And Steny Hoyer made himself look like a moron today because he's holding up this picture of Marjorie Taylor Greene holding a gun 
Oh, my goodness gracious. She's, she's exercising her Second Amendment rights. That's so bad. And then on the bottom was a caption saying, The Squad's Worst Nightmare. So hold on a minute. You just stripped someone who claims to be the squad's worst nightmare of her committee assignments. To me, that affirms the comment that she is the squad's worst nightmare. And what is with the Democrat Party? They're so uncomfortable with their ideas and beliefs that now, and I love that Marjorie Taylor Greene wears the... um the different masks, the free speech and censored because she's a strong, and by the way, whatever happened to women empowerment? Oh, it doesn't exist when it's a Republican woman. Uh, how about the whole Rick Grinnell and Pete Buttigieg, Buttigieg, whatever you want to call him. You know, he's the, oh, the first Senate confirmed uh, openly gay member of the president's cabinet. Oh, well, I guess that matters, right? Because Rick Grinnell was the first openly gay uh, member of the president's cabinet, but the media didn't bat an eye on that. They could care less. The LGBT community, did you see them being happy? I didn't. But now that Pete Buttigieg is in there and he fits the description because he's a Democrat, oh, now, now we can all rejoice, right? The hypocrisy, the double standard on the left, unbelievable and how and, and guess what here's the worst part about it there's still people in this country that don't get it that don't see it now let me get back to this whole what i believe everyone in the media every single elected official who voted today and by the way the 10 republicans who voted on this i have no time for you anymore i believe it was 11 uh, it was either 10 or 11 Republicans voting yes. We'll get to the, um, the details of the vote a little later on um, in the program. But I have no time for any of you. And by the way, uh, New York congressman close to where I live, Chris Jacobs, voted yes to kicking Marjorie Taylor Greene off of her committee assignments. Chris Jacobs, I have no time for him. He is a liberal Democrat through and through he's a pile of trash who is profiting off of saying he's a republican and by the way elected officials in new york and california who say that they're republicans do not believe it because republicans when running for congress or the i mean good luck ever getting a seat in the senate if you're a republican in new york and california but republican leadership doesn't exist in New York and California anymore. There is none. Even the best Republican, I, I look at Kevin McCarthy. I don't believe he's strong at all. I'm, I truthfully have, do not have a lot of faith in him. And listen, it's what, February 4th right now? I hope that changes. And I hope that by next year, you know, I'm, I'm saying, all right, let, McCarthy's starting to look strong again, but I don't see it. He is a California Republican half a democrat as far as i'm concerned and just to say q on or was it q on i don't even know if i'm if i'm saying that right i don't even know what it is well then clearly congressman you're not doing your job this is how simple this is right think about this if a talk radio host like myself can do it then why can't you google search 
Ready? QAnon. QAnon is a disproven and discredited far-right conspiracy theory alleging that a secret cabal of Satan, now listen to this, right, of Satan-worshipping, cannibalistic pedophiles is running a global child sex trafficking ring and plotting against former U.S. President Donald Trump. Okay, now now that we all know what it is, right, I think we can all agree that that sounds incredibly crazy. I downright psychotic. Now, did Marjorie Taylor Greene believe in it back then? I, I guess so, by her own admission that she says, you know, I, I didn't know if these if these posts were, were true or not. You know, I, I liked it on Facebook. And then the, the uh, whole thing about the 9-11 didn't really happen or Parkland and, and, and so many other different things. Yeah, I Listen, I don't know what was going through her head back then, but what I do know now is that she is a strong, hard-hitting Republican that is actually going to face the Democrat Party and go toe-to-toe -to -toe with them, as well as the mainstream media. I mean, my goodness gracious, have you seen her do an interview yet on NBC or ABC or um, uh, CBS? Because I sure haven't. I think that the mainstream media in this country are absolutely terrified of Marjorie Taylor Greene, not because of this QAnon stuff. This was now QAnon was just a smear, a smear. That's all this was, so that they could make her. Oh well, if you if you're outspoken, if you want to fight against us, well then then that just can't fly. That's all that this was about. This was an excuse by the Democrats to say, don't you don't you dare think you're going to be a strong, empowered Republican woman it, it it can't happen i mean it, and nancy pelosi went along with it the whole time isn't nancy pelosi supposed to be a champion for women because i didn't see that today and and, and on top of all of this republican women just gained like uh and i think it was like around uh 30 seats or something like that i don't have the statistics right in front of me but there was a a massive incredible wave of republican women winning seats in congress so you know i i just i'm i'm so frustrated and then i and then i keep hearing conservatives on top of it you know i'm like uh, what are you so afraid of to even try and figure out what QAnon means it's this it's like i just described it's this crazy psychotic group but are, are conservatives afraid that they're going to be canceled if they bring up QAnon? I mean, my goodness, if it was up to the left, every single one of us would be canceled at this point in time. Right, this is this is such a, a, a sad situation we find ourselves in, in this country. I, it, it seems like everything that we take for granted that, that are, are given to us by God, not by a government, is under attack. And, and listen, does it pain me to say that? Yeah, but... That's what we're living in right now. Now, on top of um, Marjorie Taylor Greene, you got this Joe Biden. Now, Joe Unity Biden. And uh, we'll get to the executive orders. But here's a piece that I saw um, this morning. 
and it was in the New York Daily News. Now, there's been this talk that Biden's going to have to vet the military. Now, for one, I got to ask, when did Donald Trump ever have to vet the military? Oh, because I don't remember one instance whatsoever. I remember the commander-in-chief having faith in his military. Jack Rosen writes, Jack Rosen, however you want to pronounce it, he's the president of the American Jewish Congress, chairman of the American Council for World Jewry, uh, whatever. Basically, what you need to know, liberal Democrat. So he writes an op-ed today in the New York Daily News. The headline, Root Out Extremists Within the Military and Law Enforcement. Look at their social media before giving them power and trust. There again, social media becoming a political tool for the Democrats. He writes, last month, 12 National Guard members were removed from the protection detail for President Biden's inauguration. Indications are that the 12 had at least some connection to extremist groups. Now, what is that? Is that is that QAnon again? I mean, is, is QAnon now stuck with the Republican Party? And again, how do you get it away? Just say, I know what it is. I disavow it. I don't agree with it whatsoever. Instead of just at look at, at, at what does it look like to an everyday person that they're covering it up? I don't even know what QAnon is. Then you're not doing your job. Figure out what it is. It's as simple as Google search, Bing search, because conservatives don't like Google. And get it done with. My goodness. Anyway, he says, this came in the wake of revelations that at least 30 sworn police officers from a dozen or more departments participated in the insurrection at the U.S. Capitol building. It's, is, that all the, is that the only word the left knows anymore? I mean, they know incitement insurrection impeachment and that's it that's the, the only three words they use anymore oh he says and they're now facing federal charges and possible expulsion one in five of those charged in the riots have some form of military background we are indeed in a dangerous new era when those entrusted to protect all citizens and whose loyalties must be unquestioned are instead potential security risks. Do you understand what he's saying about the National Guard here and uh, uh, police officers here, 30 sworn police officers from a dozen? He's calling the National Guard and police officers potential security risks. How about that? We must address this grave internal danger if our people and our constitution are to remain safe. Again, how can the left even talk about the constitution? They don't believe in it. They hate that piece of paper. They want that thing ripped up, gone, shredded. I thought it was outdated. No, but when it benefits the left, then they bring up the constitution again. Down the road, some lawmakers plan to require the Pentagon to address extremism via the National Defense Reauthorization Act. For its part, the Pentagon Inspector General plans to look into whether the agency has adequate procedures to root out extremism in the ranks. However, the 12 removed National Guard members were identified as extremists through vetting by the FBI, who scoured the social media posts of 
everyone in the 25,000 strong protective contingent at the Capitol. This painstaking work affords one. And by the way, what, what are they going off of, right? Did someone like a post from QAnon like Marjorie Taylor Greene did? Oh, now, oh, you can't protect Joe Biden. You won't be able to do your job. You're a right-wing extremists. I, mean, I would love to know. I would love to know what the threshold that needed to be met here to describe these National Guard members as extremists. This pay, and, and remember, Representative Steve Cohen from Louisiana was saying, oh, it's, it's just white guys, white males who make up most of the National Guard and who overwhelmingly voted for Donald Trump. That's what, by the way, if you didn't, oh, how many times I said, by the way, right? You can tell I'm fired up tonight. But can you figure it out though yet where extremism, it's as simple as this, voting for Donald Trump, showing support for Donald Trump is now being classified as extremism from the left. Now he says, uh, uh, continuing on, this may seem like a slippery slope regarding freedom of speech, but it, it really isn't. He says all candidates for law enforcement and military service should at least be subjected to scrutiny of their online behavior for racist or extremist sympathies. I would say, yeah, that's probably a slippery slope because you morons don't believe in freedom of speech. Americans, including members of the military and law enforcement, are rightfully host to a breadth of political opinions and views, mainstream and other. That's democracy. According to the FBI's website, however, the Department of Justice has guidelines for racist and extremist threats that, when individuals or groups have the ability to carry them out, constitute risks in potential violation of federal law. So, basically, this article and everything that I'm seeing from Joe Biden so far, to me, indicates that if you ever dare show even a... You didn't even have to vote for Donald Trump, but if you even showed any support from whatsoever and you're in the National Guard, you're gone. If you're in the military, you're out. This is Joe Biden's America. The Biden administration must give the DOJ and the Pentagon the tools and resources they need to set up guidelines for vetting local law enforcement recruits and create an intergovernmental task force that can work with the Pentagon to root out any potential ties to extremists, also known as Trump supporters. As we discovered on January 6th, our institutions and indeed our republic are not assured. Really? Because to me, it seemed like there were security guards that were literally letting these people in. Something fishy happened there on January 6th. I'm telling you now, we're not getting the full truth about it. Because January 6th is being used by the left, just like social media is, as a political tool to knock down conservatives. And again, if anyone was in there rioting January 6th that calls themselves a Trump supporter or a conservative, they have no place. In the conservative movement when is it we're not the violent ones the violent ones are the left and guess what they love they love to be violent as well this is this is coming to a head it's the only i i see this is it's boiling and boiling and boiling it's gonna come to a head at some point in time i'm afraid to say it but it's true
We must fight for it every day, argues Rosen, Rosen, whatever, in defense of clear principles of equality and justice that our prospective law enforcement and service members must swear their oaths to. No more can those who hate their nation be counted on to stand in defense of it. This is the party that has no belief in freedom of speech. Total and complete tyrants and dictators. Again, when did Donald Trump have to vet his own military? He didn't have to. To me, it seems like we are headed to one, one event and one event only. I mean, think about this. The left and the right don't get along. That's pretty clear to see. We don't even agree that America's the best country in the world anymore. There's no, I, for goodness sake, Jerry Nadler today didn't even want to do the Pledge of Allegiance when Matt Gate asked him to do it. It's unnecessary, he says. Well, that's the left for you to a T. They don't love this country. How can we say that they're committed to the United States of America? I don't believe they are. They have an agenda of make China great again, not make America great again. And on top, okay, so on top of all this, we'll get back to Marjorie Taylor Greene in a second, but I just want to take a quick break here and say a break on this stuff. We don't do, by the way, we don't do breaks on this program. We go through it and there's no audio sound bites, no commercial interruptions, no uh, breaks, no, there's nothing. We go through and guess what? There ain't no teleprompter in sight, much like the mainstream media have to do. And uh, so, Jen Psaki, right? Quote, even after you're vaccinated. So hold on a minute. I thought that the way that we're going to get out of COVID, right? And the way that we can finally get back to normal as a country is if everyone is vaccinated. Now, I argue that if the vaccination is, oh, and by the way, Johnson & Johnson um, uh, were saying here, let me get the news story up for you. Like I said, it just uh, came to my mind uh, for a second there. I swear there was, here, just give me a second. I apologize for that. I swear I saw a story um, about Johnson & Johnson wanting to uh, find, uh, well, it, 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 it matters not anyway in the grand scheme of things. There you go. Johnson & Johnson asking FDA to authorize its COVID vaccine. Regardless of politics, that's good. That's a, with Moderna, uh, Pfizer, and uh, Bio, Bio, BioNTech, and uh, you know, Johnson & Johnson. Listen, things are coming along uh, nicely. So I, I don't have any problems with the vaccine becoming available. But, and, and if it is available to every American, then listen, we, there's no reason why we can't go back to normalcy. But this is what Saki's saying now. Even after you're vaccinated, even after you're vaccinated, social distancing and wearing masks will be essential. Right then and there, it clicked in my head. Enough is enough. Co listen, I'm sick and tired of hearing about COVID. I'm sick and tired of the left having this incredible amount of power with the citation being COVID. Stop ruining other people's lives because of a virus. A virus now, there's, I believe that there's more fear of COVID than people actually think, oh, oh, oh there's COVID, right? The Democrat part, they've used it as fear now. 
That's what COVID has become. Double mask, triple mask, quadruple mask. I mean, my goodness gracious. How many masks are we going to be wearing? But if we have vaccines available, there's no need for social distancing. There's no need for wearing masks. And do masks really work? I mean, think about it. it you, you put, oh, well, now I'm saying, well, I'm asking, I mean, it's hard to talk, but at least I got my mask on, and at least I'm safe. Well, how come Dr. Fauci, when it first came around, saying, no, 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 don't wear masks, and then it came, <laughs> it was revealed that he was saving those masks for our uh, medical and frontline healthcare workers, right? So if you wanted to wear one, you were scared of COVID. Now, Dr. Fauci said, no, don't do it. But now Fauci, who, who does every single television interview that's presented to him, I think that half of his day consists of not trying to save American lives, but trying to get on TV. Well, cynical as it may be, but I truly believe it. Think, aren't we members in the media here? Now, aren't we supposed to hold government officials accountable? I mean, Dr. Fauci is the, the hero of the left and everything he says is gospel well until next week when he flip-flops on that too but think about that even after you're vaccinated social distancing wearing masks will be essential so are we ever going to get back to normal are we ever going to get back to normal this on top of everything that the left and the democrat party did today who's going to say it first we're headed it seems like every indication shows that we are heading towards a civil war it's really as simple as that it it pains me to say but we don't agree with anything the left does the left doesn't agree with anything we do there's i think they just keep pushing us down they keep pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and at some point in time conservatives aren't going to take it anymore now i want it to stay politically and keep the battle there but I fear that that we are heading towards a civil war. I really do. Um, all right, so I want to give more details on the whole Marjorie Taylor Greene situation. Alex uh, Bruiswitz, he's a conservative uh, sort of commentator, writes, the political party that still refuses to condemn Antifa and let other violent leftist groups being outraged by a meme of Marjorie Taylor Greene is pretty unbelievable now jim jordan who was fantastic today uh tweeted earlier today republicans first amendment democrats cancel culture and he was on the house floor and he gave an incredible speech and said listen who's next who's next who are they going to come for next i bernie sanders they tried to cancel bernie sanders because they were there's an article out there i believe it is in california um and i do believe that it was a professor was saying that bernie sanders showing um the whole meme that was going around about his gloves was saying that that's an example of white privilege bernie sanders wearing gloves and and and, and think about the person it is bernie sanders they tried to cancel him they tried to cancel diane feinstein in california but he's right. Who are they going to come for next? They'll come for Democrats too. Jim Jordan repeatedly says, listen, they are playing with fire, the Democrat Party. are. That's exactly what they're doing. Now, anyway, so here's the headline. House outs, ousts Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene from committees in unprecedented vote. House Democrats took the un 
unprecedented step of removing Green from her two committee assignments for espousing violence and conspiracy theories on social media before she was elected to Congress in November. The vote came down 230 to 199 with 11, it was 11 Republicans joining uh, with all Democrats. And by the way, she, it was the Committee on Education and Labor and the House Budget Committee. And it's just unbelievable. And, and again, it, it, it just how hard is it to, if you're a Republican, say, well, this is QAnon, and uh, nope, I don't agree with it at all. It, and, and in fact, doesn't it seem like Democrats know more about QAnon than actual Republicans do? So, uh, da, 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 da. let's see, what do we got? Biden, let's get into Joe Unity Biden, right? What What is he up to now at this point in time, by the way? 47 executive orders. Now, if, the, if this... And there's a headline coming up in a second here. And I'll start with Vox, right? Vox is a far, far, far left publication. The headline today, Biden will sign order rebuilding refugee program that Trump nearly dismantled. Oh, he was so close, right? Oh, my God. Listen to this. President Biden announced Thursday that he will sign an executive order to rebuild the U.S.'s refugee resettlement program, raising the annual cap on admissions to 125,000 starting in October. In a speech at the State Department, he acknowledged that the U.S. refugee program suffered under former President Donald Trump, who slashed the cap on refugee admissions to just 15,000 this fiscal year the lowest number since the refugee program was created in 1980 and by the way are we vetting these people no just anyone and everyone come on in right and and by the way um the lowest number since it was created in the 80s also was down from 110,000 just four years earlier so again the president uh, you know come on i can't i'm gonna go through the ipotis thing donald trump former president of the United States, the safety and security for the United States. Now, um, now Biden, though, here's a report, though, that um, came out yesterday, actually, ABC um, 11, and this is from the AP. Now, listen to this. Hundreds deported under Biden. Whoa, hold on a minute here. I thought Joe Unity Biden, this, this can't happen. This is, this is awfully racist of Joe Unity Biden. President Biden's administration has deported hundreds of immigrants in its early days despite his campaign pledge to stop removing most people in the U.S. illegally at the beginning of his term. A federal judge last week ordered the Biden administration not to enforce a 100-day moratorium on deportations, but the ruling did not require the government to schedule them. In recent days, the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, obviously ICE, which AOC and the squad just absolutely hate, has deported immigrants, and by the way, illegal aliens, to at least three countries, 15 people to Jamaica on Thursday and 269 people to Guatemala and Honduras on Friday with more deportation flights scheduled for Monday. Now, how come that's not in the news? How come that's not a headline? 
and Biden uh, breaking campaign promise. Nowhere to be found. They run cover for it. That's what it is. They run cover for this man. Now, I'll stick in the Biden family here um, for a second. This is an awfully funny um, article. It comes from the Federalist. Hunter Biden clinches deal with Simon and Schuster. Oh, hold on a sec. Simon and Schuster, weren't they the book that, weren't they the publishing company that was going to publish Josh Hawley's book? And then after January 6th said, we can't have this anymore. Right here, after they nuked Senator Josh Hawley's book. Now listen to this, by the way. Oh my God. President Joe Biden's son, Hunter, who previously worked on the board of Burisma under the Obama administration for reasons still unclear, is set to release a tell-all memoir titled Beautiful Things. What's beautiful about Hunter Biden's life? The crack pipe? Now, there's some, and there's some revealing stuff in here as well. Comes on the heels after the same publisher previously dropped Missouri Republican Senator Josh Hawley's The ty Tyranny, Tyranny, whatever you want to call it, of big tech book deal after the Capitol breach in early January. Now, here's what is supposed to be in Hunter's book, right? So Hunter, uh, the book will primarily discuss Hunter's drug abuse problems through the years. So Hunter entered rehab in 2003, and this was stuff that even I didn't know about Hunter Biden. There's some, but th this, this part I didn't. Hunter entered rehab in 2003, headed for Tijuana, Mexico in 2014 for treatment using psychoactive alkaloid drugs, illegal uh, alkaloid drugs illegal in the United States. The Biden son was notably discharged from the Navy Reserve in June 2013 after testing positive for cocaine in a routine drug test. Uh, his struggles with addictions continued for several years and he was found with a crack pipe in a rental car in 2016. Now also, and this is awfully disgusting, in December 2020, Politico reported that Hunter Biden is the current target of two ongoing federal investigations. In October of 2020, though, this is the disgusting part, a story broke revealing explicit text messages from Hunter Biden to a friend pointing to pedophilic behavior between Hunter and and his 14-year-old niece, the daughter of his late son, Bo. How disgusting is that? You know, this is this Democrat Party, they seem to have a, an awful a lot of trouble with pedophiles. They're the party of pedophiles. It's disgusting. Either way, you get it, though. Simon and Schuster showing complete and utter bias. Now, let's get into uh, some of the former president, Donald Trump, and what he's up to. Uh, today, Democrats impeachment managers asking Trump to testify under oath. Uh, Repub uh, excuse me, Representative Jamie Raskin sent a letter to the former president requesting he testify about his actions in the lead up to January 6th. Again, uh, uh, insurrection, incitement, impeachment, all they can talk about anymore. Now, the Trump team, Trump legal team has hit back immediately. Trump will not testify in unconstitutional Senate impeachment trial. Uh, Jason Miller, Trump senior advisor, saying the president will not testify in an unconstitutional proceeding. Um, another quote came in from 
Trump's attorneys, Bruce Castor and David Schoen, we are in receipt of your latest public uh, relations stunt. As you certainly know, there is no such thing as a negative interference um, in this unconstitutional proceeding. Your letter only confirms what is known to everyone. You cannot prove your allegations against the 45th president of the United States, who is now a private citizen. Now, Donald Trump, on top of this as well, he's a very funny man. So the Screen Actors Guild right, who really, whoever knows what they do, they were asking Donald Trump to resign today, or uh, they were they were threatening um, to expel his membership. Listen to this from the union after the Capitol riot. Again, all the only thing they can talk about, they have nothing else to do other than insurrection, impeachment, incitement, that's it. So the um, Screen Actors Guild uh, board voted overwhelmingly that Trump violated the union's membership guidelines in wake of the Capitol riot. To they they received a response, quote, "Who cares?" I write to you today regarding the so-called disciplinary committee hearing aimed at revoking my union membership. Who cares? Said Donald Trump. Well, I'm not familiar with your work. I'm very proud of my work on movies such as Home Alone 2, Zoolander, and Wall Street, Money Never Sleeps, television shows including The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Saturday Night Live, and of course, one of the most successful shows in television history, The Apprentice, to name just a few. He says, which brings me, now, uh, he said that he helped cable news networks and says, which brings me to your blatant attempt at free media attention to distract from your dismal record as a union. Your organization has done little for its members and nothing for me. So I love that. Well, well, we don't want you. We don't want you to be a part of this anymore. So you know what? I'm resigning. That's enough of that, right? Um. Now, Donald Trump. So Donald Trump, he represents a a conservative America First movement in this country that 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 has been has been wanting to take center stage for a long, long period of time. Now. The Democrats are against that. The media are against that. Rhinos are against that. D.C. establishment is against that. So Kevin Carroll, who's a writer in the Washington Examiner, wrote this. This was on February 1st, three days ago. Wrote this now. Now, um, Kevin Carroll, um, who I just want to give you um, the biography behind him, is is a... Um, uh, former Homeland Security official. So you better believe that he is deep state establishment through and through. This is what he wrote. Here's his headline. How to fix our domestic terrorist problem. Again, domestic terrorist translates to Trump supporter. We saw five dead in the January 6th attempted coup d'etat. We saw possible assass assassination plots against both former Vice President Mike Pence and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. We saw coercion designed to prevent certification of President Biden's Electoral College victory. It is time now to confront this. And he writes that there's five different ways of doing it. Number one, bring the heaviest... And by the way, the Washington Examiner is supposed to be a more conservative-leaning publication. And, and think about that. This is what this guy's writing, this Kevin Carroll character, D.C. establishment guy. First, bring the heaviest felony charges possible on as many 
participants in the insurrection as the Justice Department can identify and believes it can confidently convict. Second, make fire and police departments that receive federal grants have their members sign commitments not to engage in acts to overthrow the government. Let's be honest. They, they, that is such an exaggeration. Anytime you hear, oh, this was a, a coup. No, it wasn't. No, it absolutely wasn't. Because would they have stopped? No. They would have kept on going. Why was security letting them in? That's what I want to know, too. Third, don't worry about Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act. Rather than ban extremist chatter through government censorship or private deplatforming, use radical chat rooms as honeypots as FBI-led Joint Terrorism Task Force have done with violent, radicalized Islamists since 2001. Listen to this. We need to draw out those of our fellow citizens who are willing to attack our nation. Doesn't he sound like a Democrat to you? Fourth, use the supremacy of federal law to ban militias beyond the National Guard. There is simply no longer any room for armed forces not answerable to the law. Fifth, add domestic terrorism as a predicate to the material support for terrorism statute. This will provide new means of successful prosecutions and gradually increased deterrence against domestic terrorists. Now, um, so on top of that, and let me just give you another example of Kevin Carroll. He wrote another op-ed that uh, Trump may go out just as low as the Clinton. So that should show you that this is a never Trump uh, DC establishment guy. Now, Paul Bradford, who writes in American Greatness, this is the kind of article, these are the kind of articles that he's written. Justice Department is rigged against the right. Unions are no bulwark against woke capitalism. They endorse it. How to stop the financial deplatforming of conservatives. How Trump can stop Biden from funding left-wing groups. He writes a sort of um, uh, comeback, you know, uh, uh, rebuttal of Kevin Carroll's piece in the Washington Examiner. Now, he says, quote, in the article, former Homeland Security official Kevin Carroll argued we must do these five things. And he lays them all out. Now, he says, the type of system, though, that Carroll proposes would strip potentially millions of Americans of their rights and enlarge our already bloated security apparatus. And for what purpose? To ensure that Trump supporters never protest again? Carroll never clearly defines who he wants this massive security state to target. He offers hints, such, such as he mentioned as mention of militia members, but there's not much else to go on. Leaders clearly defined the enemy in the war on terror as radical Islam. In Carroll's estimation, the enemy today is just unspecified domestic terrorists. The implication, of course, is that Trump supporters and ordinary conservatives who may have a problem with the government with the government are the problem. America is supposed to be a free country where you're allowed to not like your government. According to Carroll and authoritarian liberals, you're not allowed to think that anymore. In this dystopian regime, you would be banned from the internet and possibly face jail time for those beliefs, which happen to be protected by the First Amendment. Now he says, sadly, Carroll isn't alone. 
he writes dana kurtbeck this is a 54 year old woman who attended trump's peaceful rally on january 6th was flagged by facial recognition technology as a capital rioter this error has resulted in multiple stops at the airport and a visit to her home by fbi agents 54 year old woman peacefully protesting the fbi here they come hey open up open up you domestic terrorist open up the fbi agents reportedly said they received anonymous tips saying kurtbeck was a woman in a cnn video of the riot luckily trump supporters were able to prove that it was not her in the picture now she added this is what she says this 54 year old woman uh dana kurtbeck we have been referred to as traitors un-american racists homophobic ignorant brainwashed and now domestic terrorists by the same people who profoundly display hate has no home here placards in their front yards this is life now for trump supporters they can't speak on social media they can't assemble to support their man and they can't even fly without extra screening they're the deep state's number one enemy and few in power want to question that standing uh bradford argues trump's impeachment is not just a threat to the former president it's an indictment of all 75 million of his voters the deep state and liberal elites want to convict trump and possibly jail him but that's not enough for them they want to make examples of trump and his supporters to browbeat millions into getting in line trump supporters must accept the 2020 election as the freest and fairest in human history they must apologize for their white privilege and only support nice republicans like mitt romney who does what he's told the trump masses must conform to the dictates of technocrat guided democracy any deviation may mark them as domestic terrorists liberal elites claim these radical steps are all needed to quote safeguard democracy sort of goes back to the first piece i mentioned today in reality these measures mock the very idea that we live in a democracy healthy democracies don't label the opposition as terrorists and eliminate basic civil liberties well i'll tell you what folks i could not have not said it any better myself and that's surprising no, i'm kidding obviously but he's absolutely right everything bradford argues there is absolutely right that this is life now for conservatives and republicans and this is life now for us in joe Biden's america hopefully only 1445 days left to go in joe Biden's america and by all indications it is going to be tough tough tough